fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. What's up? Welcome into it. It is a midweek celebration. You are halfway through, baby. Pat yourself on the back. You've made it uh, so far. You've survived the best you possibly can it's challenging at times i realize that but holy cow man it is the middle of the week and it is the greatest day of the entire week as we just carpe diem all over this place baby welcome into a broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in wichita kansas on our flagship radio station we are all over radio stations tv live streaming and podcasting however you watch or listen to the show we welcome you to the program as always your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. Big show today. No guests today. You and I chit in the chat, staring at each other across the bar, looking into each other's eyes if we discuss the hard-hitting news of the day. And there's a lot of it, so we'll try and cram as much of it as we can into the show. I know that the Bidens are hurting a little bit today, but we got to check in with them, right? we got to check in with Joe Biden, make sure he's still functioning, he's still alive, that he's still trying to defend his son, Hunter Biden, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Joe, you doing all right, buddy? Feeling okay? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. Making sure. Making sure. I guess, honestly, the big question today is, is really Mitch McConnell doing okay? Holy cow, this happened just about an hour or so ago, if you haven't heard the news, but Mitch McConnell freezing up for a moment. Now, I don't have the video. We're going to do the walkthrough through the audio here. The audio is about 54 seconds, and it is probably the most awkward 54 seconds you'll have in your entire life. Mitch McConnell, earlier today on Capitol Hill, giving an update to the press, doing a media press conference, talking about an issue. And I, I've told you this many times before, it is about time that we start getting some fresh blood in Washington, D.C. How Mitch McConnell got over 90% of the support from Republicans to be the minority leader again boggles my mind. How we're leaving the parties, both parties, honestly, but specifically the Republican Party right now, how we're leaving the old guard to continue to run things when it's time for a fresh view and a fresh face. And our generation, my generation, the millennials, the ones in our 30s and 40s and maybe even the 50s would be way better than what's going on right now with the 70 and 80-year-olds running the show in Washington to the point to where they're having, I'm guessing, seizures, grand mal seizures live while doing press conferences. So for those that didn't watch this, we'll do you the little play-by-play with Mitch McConnell doing a press conference and just freezing up right in the middle of a speech, right in the middle of a word, just done, over. Finishing the NDA uh, this week has been good bipartisan cooperation and a string of... uh, And he locks up. And he's staring aimlessly at nothing. Still staring. The media is wondering what's going on. And the people behind him starting to get a little bit concerned. Hey, you doing okay, buddy? Okay, Mitch. Anything else you want to say? Or should I just go back to you? Anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to do? Any anything else you want to talk? He forgot where he was. He looks at him blankly. What? What's going on? Hold on. What? Do you want to say anything else to the press? No. Do you want to say anything else to the press? Are you done? Are you okay? He shakes his head no, walks away. 
or walks, I take that back, doesn't walk away, walks to the lady beside him and then just stands there because he doesn't know where to go. Walks him over to the side. Let's go back to you. Go ahead, John. All right, let's go back to your office. Let's get you taken care of. Someone else. Hey, can we fill the microphone, please? So this is the... <laughs> that was a good... Hold on, let me time this out here. That was a good 20 seconds of awkwardness at the podium saying absolutely nothing. Nothing. The NDA uh, this week has been good bipartisan cooperation. And a string of... Uh, uh, there it is. Silence. Imagine if you were standing there just staring at a guy who's just staring blankly into the nothingness right now. You doing all right, buddy? The media's on you. The microphones, the cameras, they're watching you right now. Still going. Okay, now they come up. Oh, okay. You, you doing all right? You doing okay? You have anything else to say to the media? Man. I'm tired of old leaders hanging on to power and position longer than they need to. If you have a debilitating issue, which God bless you, and I hope you're doing okay. To me, I'm no expert. I'm not a doctor. Don't take my medical opinion here in any way, shape, or form. But to me, that seems to me like a seizure. I don't, I mean, it wasn't close enough for me to look at the eyes, see if they're dilated, see if he's like freezing up. Uh, but the fact that you just mid-word, mid-sentence, forget what you're saying. Zone off into nothingness. You don't have to be convulsing. The grand mal seizures, if I believe that's what they're called, uh, don't quote me again on that one either, are the ones where you just like blank out. Mrs. Voice of Reason, my wife talked about having those as a child, but you're supposed to grow out of them by like the age of 8 or 10 years old. But she missed a lot of her elementary school going through the same thing. But does it happen again when you get older like that? This is the leader of the Republican Party. This is the one fighting for the Republican values in the Senate as the head, the Senate minority leader battling the Democrats that run that one by one or two seats in the Senate, battling them on conservative values. And he forgets what he's saying right in mid-sentence. And they're just like, all right, let's take you back to your office here. Let's go back to the pharmacy that, by the way, they just recently built in the last couple of years in the congressional building there. In the legislature, they have a pharmacy right there for these guys who need the medication on a daily basis. I'm telling you, can we... Please, for the love of God, get some new blood in there, something fresh, something there. But oh no, they're going to hang on to it as long as they possibly can. John McCain did the same thing. I have brain cancer. I literally can't make it to go to a vote, but I'm not going to relinquish my seat because by golly, I'm that senator. Don't mess with my seat, baby. Welcome into it. we got a lot to talk about. It, it's sad, and I don't want to spend the whole program on this, but good golly, can we at least get someone that knows how to battle that's a little bit feistier? Even just his regular talking makes people fall asleep. But now he's literally freezing up in mid-sentence. Worse than Joe Biden. At least Joe Biden knows how to finish a sentence. We don't know what the sentence actually is, but at least he knows how to finish something. We don't know what he's saying. We don't know how he's saying it, but by golly, he at least says something, right? Come on, man. Get a life. I'm sorry. All right, let's get into what's trending today. What's trending today? Big story today, obviously, focusing on the Bidens, is Hunter Biden going to court. And boy, oh boy, the media, shock and awed. How dare we keep this going? The political attacks to the Biden family are completely uncalled for. All these investigations are completely out of this realm. And the fact that this is going on, this was a shock and awe to them. They did not expect what happened today to happen in the breaking news as I'm telling you, oh yeah, the media, 
not knowing because it was supposed to be a simple in and out, done and over, and that way we could say, hey, Republicans, stop attacking the the Biden family because there's nothing here. He made the plea deal. He agreed to the plea deal, which the plea deal was I didn't pay two years' worth of my taxes in the sum of like anywhere between one to six million dollars. So you're going to pay the little fine, slap on the wrist. Oh, and by the way, the illegal possession of a firearm while on drugs that usually puts people away in jail by themselves, that'll just wash away and go away as long as you pay this fee to the IRS after the five-year investigation where that's all they found against Hunter Biden. And once this was done and the plea deal was over, we wouldn't have to worry about this anymore. It'd be finito. And that way, any type of investigation from the House representatives thereafter would be null and void. He would be immune to it because it wouldn't really matter. And whatever they came out with, we could shrug our shoulders. We could say it wasn't really happening. It's just a bunch of fake news from the MAGA Republicans just trying to cause some political frenzy before the election time. And that they're just going after an innocent family who just made a simple mistake from a guy who was trying to get his life back on track. That was supposed to be the narrative. Not necessarily the case today as NBC News losing their minds, not knowing how to handle this. It should have been fairly quick, fairly routine. It was not. Instead, after some tense moments, some apparent confusion, some back and forth with the prosecutor, the defense and the judge, a plea deal has not been reached because of some concerns that the judge has. Instead, the president's son has entered a not guilty plea for now. This is the first time a sitting president's son has faced federal charges. They come after a five-year investigation from the Justice Department, which resulted in two misdemeanor counts against Hunter Biden for failing to pay his taxes in both 2017 and 2018. Hunter Biden is also facing a separate felony gun possession charge that's expected to be dismissed if he meets certain conditions. If he meets those certain, it's supposed to be, it goes away. Okay, you didn't pay your taxes for a couple of years. Now, how much money that is is a discrepancy. The IRS says $1.5 million. The IRS whistleblowers that were told to keep it quiet went to Congress and said it was closer to like 5 or $6 million as we continue to investigate that. But don't look at those things. Remember, these aren't the Joy Joe looking for. And as long as that goes away, we just pay it. We do the slap on the wrist. You don't have to do any jail time. And then we'll have a separate plea deal as well for the gun charges just to <laughs> magically poof disappear and go away. The ultimate elitism and the ultimate privilege in the nation is not white or black privilege, but it is the fact of the elite privilege in this nation of do as I say, not as I do, and the rules for thee, but not for me mentality that didn't quite go along this. And of course, the media had to mention that it was a Donald Trump appointed judge asking the questions. They could tell early on based on the questions that were being asked. They were concerned when part of the plea deal apparently was with the gun charge when it got waived. It would also be uh, create an immunity from any formal charges or any other investigations or charges coming from government which is what they were hoping would happen. The judge didn't like that, and now that's going to the wayside. So the media, this is completely unexpected. We had no clue this would happen. How in the world did they just not make this easy plea deal that was a joint meeting between the prosecutors and the illegal team for Hunter Biden where they already came up with this? That judge, man, that MAGA Republican Trump-appointed judge questioning the authority of them. I'm a little concerned for her life, to be honest. But holy cow. Now the media has no clue how to even respond to any of this. However, outside of specific tax, drug and gun charges in this plea agreement, which, again, has not been finalized, it appears possible that Hunter Biden could still be charged with other crimes down the road. The prosecutors today (laughs) made very clear 
This investigation is ongoing. It is ongoing. I love how they try to play it down. It, it's still ongoing. We don't know the details. He's pleaded not guilty for now. While they try to work this out, this wasn't supposed to go this way. But for now, he's pleaded not guilty. And now we need to figure out how to move forward with this. But uh, right now, it's the first time this has ever happened. It's completely unprecedented. Compared to like the Donald Trump case where Donald Trump, well, obviously he's guilty. And the fact that we even have to go down this road and he tried to plead not guilty. And oh my, can you imagine Donald Trump not pleading guilty? Like how in the world is he trying to go about this not pleading guilty? We all know that he's guilty. Hunter Biden, with actual proof evidence, is like, oh, well, we don't we don't really know. We're not sure. I don't know how it's up in the air right now. We're not quite sure what's going on. No confirmations in any way, shape, or form. Media having a heyday with that one. Protecting the how long, honestly, can you protect the Biden family? How long can you continue to just put the blind eye to it and say there's nothing going on? Again, the whole these aren't the droids you're looking for. How long can you keep that narrative going? When everybody sees it and now the legal system that's supposed to be your BFF because you funded about every judge and court out there across the nation, uh, how long when it begins to backfire, can you finally throw your hands up and say, you know what, we can't hold on to this any longer, we can't close it any longer, we can't conceal it any longer, we can't push it down and just ignore it any longer, we have to address the fact that there is massive corruption at the federal level and that we can't look the other way. We actually have to even just pretend to be a journalist for a short amount of time. How long until they do that? Because it's looking a little stupid and a little desperate right now, isn't it? This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. I'm still curious on if it were a regular you and I. If I refused to pay my taxes for two years straight and it was in the millions of dollars on what I was receiving, not only would I get the 25% bump, so normally if you don't pay your taxes, they charge you 25%. Or cap at 25%, I'm sorry. Uh, Let's see. According to the IRS government, the failure to pay penalty is a 0.5% of unpaid taxes for each month or part of a month that tax remains unpaid, not exceeding 25% of your unpaid taxes. So let's just say that you had $5 million that were unpaid over a two-year period. You'd be paying um, 25%. Would that be each year or would that be in total 25%? If so, then you're looking at a quarter of that $5 million. That's a lot of money that you're paying to the government as a penalty on top of that. Now, obviously, Joe Biden or Hunter Biden wasn't going to pay that. They made a plea deal for that where you just pay a little, you pay it back with like a 5% fine slap on the wrist. And oh, by the way, I know you illegally possessed a firearm while having illicit drugs. Um, Usually people go to jail for that for a long time as well. We're just going to wipe that off your record and we'll make you immune to where you can't go against any charges outside of what's already here. So if the House of Representatives continues to investigate you, then we don't have to worry about any of this. Biden's lawyer, Chris Clark, said that because the tremendous political concern surrounding the president's son's case, the uh, that element on the agreement would help ensure that, quote, it wouldn't become more politicized if the government in the future targeted 
Joe Biden again. Now remember, the Republicans targeting him, not trying to find corruption. They're tar- they're specifically coming after, specifically going after him, in some way. Just like yesterday, Governor Greg Abbott from the state of Texas, where he is just impeding. He is impeding those illegal immigrants from coming over. We need to stop him. We need to sue him for that. He's impeding. Right now, the Republicans in the House, they are impeding Joe Biden and Hunter Biden from getting off scot-free. And we need to go after them because you bunch of impeders, you, how dare you impede some an investigation like that? And the media not liking the lack of... Uh, uh, well, transparency going on, so we need to impede those impeders. This was a stunning development by any measure. Uh, the president's son and his legal team had really hoped that today would mark the end of their legal troubles, that he would be able to move on with his life and, in some respects, allow his uh, father, the president of the United States, to not have to deal with this political distraction. But it was exactly the opposite. It, very early on in this proceeding, we could tell uh, by the uh, questions being asked by the federal judge in this case, Mary Ellen Neorca, that she was very concerned with the arrangement that had been worked out between prosecutors and Hunter Biden's legal team. It- my head spinning, man, I, my head spinning. After years, after years, of the media so being so vicious, so angry, so upset of the fact that Donald Trump's getting away with all the shenanigans and all the investigations that found absolutely nothing. We found no shred of evidence in any way, shape or form on anything for years of them just making that assumption that if there's an accusation, then you're guilty. The Me Too movement. You don't even need a shred of evidence. You just need the accusation from a woman saying that you sexually harassed them. And all of a sudden, they are the victim. You are the ultra-masculine, testosterone-filled jerk who just needs to be silenced and punished and completely destroyed with your credibility. So where you can never get a job if you're in college. You can never have a career. If you have a career, it's going to be completely over. We don't need evidence. We just need the accusation. Now, we have seen a complete 180 flip here. It's almost embarrassing. It is embarrassing for the media. But how can you go from that to the absolute assumption? We had someone saying that Donald Trump was peeing on the beds after Barack Obama left, and they're like, oh, yeah, totally happened. Yeah, they ran with that story. To now, you know what? Hunter Biden just wants to get on with his life. We need to protect him from any type of ongoing politicized type of investigation from the House of Representatives and the Republicans. We just want to move on with our life here. Why can't we do that? The investigation's not over. He's pleaded not guilty so far. Obviously, he must be not guilty. Oh, wait a second. I thought everybody was guilty as long as they were accused of something. Oh, that's right. It's a Biden, an elite, and a Democrat. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. It's all Republicans' fault. Remember, you as a Republican, as a conservative, maybe as a libertarian who has some Republican flavor to you but doesn't like to associate with Republicans, doesn't matter. You're still lumped into it, which is why you need to be on board fighting with us to have that little bit louder voice to make the changes that need to be changed here in the nation. And maybe, just maybe, we could find slots open for you to actually fill a void, like from guys who just freeze up for 20 seconds during a press conference like we saw Mitch McConnell do earlier today. Very sad. I mean, I feel bad for him. I hope he's doing all right health-wise. But if you're to that point, can we just acknowledge the fact that maybe, just maybe, that you shouldn't be 
as the Senate Minority Leader. You shouldn't really be in Congress at all. And maybe we should let someone step in to fill that role and be a little bit more of a feisty fighter than what we're seeing right now. Because what we're seeing right now is not how Republicans are going to advance their ideology. We're going into a 2024 presidential election that is going to be huge and bigly. And I think we're going to make it bigly. And it's going to it's going to come down to do Republicans have the voter turnout? Do we have the excitement? Do we have the momentum? And so far, i got to be honest, all I've seen so far in the bickering is the bickering of presidential candidates tearing each other apart pretty viciously. We have Republican leaders that are not leaders right now because they don't know where they're at half the time either. And then more bickering among the not only the leaders and the ones that want to be running for office, but then also among the potential voters as well. We're not doing the job that we need to be doing. Let's stop focusing on the drama crap and focus on policy crap. Right now we have a failed Bidenomics, which is weird because, like we said before, the uh, we labeled it as Bidenomics, the disaster of an economy. And what they did in their attempted PR stunt was to turn it around and say, look how great Bidenomics are. Inflation's coming down. And interest rates are going up, which apparently is a good thing or something. Uh, jobs are coming back, which they're really not. They haven't created their 6 to 10 million jobs like they said happened after the COVID-19 pandemic. Hasn't happened. They've brought some back. But we still have entry-level positions all over the nation right now that do not have the workers that they need for uh, fast food restaurants and busing and waiting tables and entry-level positions because, well, we've moved on and those don't want to come back. And in the ones that were in there, some of them moved on up to higher positions that were unqualified for them in many opportunities because they, the businesses, the companies, didn't have anybody to fill that void. So now we've increase the pay and increase the responsibility for some that weren't ready and qualified for that job. Anybody else see that show of hands? Anybody else have seen that? You're like, wait a second. How are you in this position again? Because you don't know what you're doing, but there was that void to fill and the market tried to fill it and they filled it with the people who weren't quite ready for those positions. You know what we're talking about. You know, you've seen it. Maybe you might be one of those as well. You're like, yeah, I'm totally in over my head right now have no clue what the heck's going on right now though we're trying to battle as the inflation continues to get worse while they say it's down below four percent according to the latest here right now in july it's at 3.71 percent down from january's 8.5 percent now again don't get me wrong while they say that's three percent that's three percent on top of what we've seen throughout the year and throughout the last three years so we're still floating close to 15 to 20 percent in fact according to uh, let's see, where was it here? The rollcall.com, Biden's overall inflation, that was as of May, was at 15%. Food was at 18%. Energy was at 37% under his administration with rent up at 13.5%. Those aren't good numbers, just FYI. Trump, 4% overall inflation. 3% food, 1% energy, 7.5% rent. Obama even was it those numbers, except for energy that was up at like 30, 29.9%, 30% for interest. So now we have inflation that's still up there, but they want it below 2%. So how do they do that? Again, there's only one solution. It's not cutting spending. It's not trying to get our budget under control. It's not just randomly printing money. No, no, it's only doing one particular thing from the Federal Reserve. Following the latest quarter-point rate hike from the Fed, Chair Jerome Powell told members of the media that while it's possible that the central bank will raise rates again at its next meeting in September, they could decide to maintain what's already a restrictive rate. That will depend on incoming economic data. 
And while Powell said that it's a good thing that headline inflation has come down for consumers, core inflation covering things like housing and medical care remains too high. And the Fed needs to be prepared to raise rates further if that's what's needed. We raise it by a quarter of a percent, may have to raise it again. Now, what does that mean for us? Obviously, for those that are in the financial markets, understand this very easily. I'm no economics expert in any way, shape, or form, so don't think that I'm some type of uh, professor guru on the issue. But what that means to us is that the vast majority of items are going to be more expensive. If you're trying to buy a home, mortgage rates are going to go up. If you're trying to buy a car, the rates are going to go up. If you're trying to get a credit card, interest rates are going to go up. All Everything is going to be more expensive because they want to price you out of the market. The entire purpose of this, which doesn't, I don't understand it. It breaks my brain trying to comprehend this, is that we're buying too much and we're doing too many things. Usually, that's a good thing. If we have more money and we're spending more, that's usually a good thing because the economy is doing well. And the in the, in the uh, inflation rate is up because we're doing it at such a fast pace that the supply chain can't keep up. Okay, then yeah, the price of the good may go up because of a whole, I know, wild concept for the private market people understand this. The non-private market people don't understand this, so this is going to be very triggering to you. I'm sorry. We'll do the step-by-step here. If we buy more of a product, let's say pencils. I have a pen in front of me. I need to buy a pen. A lot of people are buying pens right now. There's no pens in the market because you can't get them because people are buying them as soon as they come in. Therefore, the price is going to go up, not from interest or inflation, but because the price is just going to go up because, well, there's a hot demand for it. And then once it gets too expensive, people will stop buying it. They replenish it. They replenish the stocks. They replenish the emergency stocks. And then the price will go back down again. So that way they can find that happy medium of a flow between how much is coming in and how much people are buying and taking out of the market. That's a a very simple breakdown for the supply chain market that we have in this nation. That's set automatically, and that can be done without the government. Wild. Without the government. We can figure it out ourselves. We are smart enough as a small business owner to say, hey, I can't keep this on the shelf. There's a hot demand for it. I'm jacking up the price, baby. Until like, oh, wow, no one's buying this anymore. What's really going on? I'm going to do a sale, and I'm going to drop the price, and then people are going to buy it. We can figure that out all by our lonesome. But according to the government, we're too stupid. So therefore, they have to raise it on their end to where the private market doesn't have any influencer say in this. It just goes up automatically, and then we'll stop buying it. Prime example, go look at your gas pump right now. In like a two-day period right now, we've seen one of the largest spikes in gas prices than we've seen in a good couple of years. And what are they saying? Well, you know, it's getting to the end of summertime. People are going off there on their final little summer vacations, and the prices are going to go up right now because it's really hot. And I thought we lowered the or uh, increased the amount of ethanol that we could have in it to try and keep those prices low. I thought that all those great releases of our energy reserves and oil reserves were going to help keep the prices low, and yet the media, not talking about it. The mainstream media not covering it in any way, shape, or they're not even looking at that gas prices right now. When it should be the top of every headline of, look, Bidenomics has failed us yet again. But Andy, it's the Federal Reserve. They're a private entity. We don't have any oversight on that. That's what Karine Jean-Pierre said just yesterday in the press conference. We don't have any say on that. They do their own thing. We're praising the DOJ for going after Texas. We're praising the... 
uh, the, the Federal Reserve for making their decisions, but we don't have any say over it. Hint, hint, wink, wink. We don't have any control over what they do. We need to abolish it, honestly. But what they're doing right now is completely unreasonable because they're pricing us. You can't better your life. You can't make a living. And it's becoming more and more difficult. If you're young and you're trying to get that work experience, trying to find that entry-level position, trying to get some work experience to move up in the world and start something, you're unable to do that right now. And I hate to play the victim card because we're not victims. But right now, the entire market, completely out of our hands. We don't have a lot of, a whole lot of control over it because, well, we're just going to raise interest rates again. We really need to. We've been holding them too low for too long. Really? Is that really the case? You really need to be doing that? Yeah, inflation's coming down. Coming down slowly. And sure, you can blame COVID a little bit for that. But at the end of the day... Isn't it our government spending? And by the way, that goes on both sides of the aisle with the ridiculous debt ceiling bill we just passed back in June where Republicans and Democrats were like, hey, we found a happy medium to increase spending by $4 trillion on top of our already $34, $35 trillion debt that we have, raising that debt ceiling to keep spending, not just the bare minimum pay our bills, but increase spending to do more projects on top of that. And that apparently was okay. It's insane. It's time for us to recognize what's going on, that while they go out there and campaign and just like how Joe Biden tried to laugh off the let's go, Brandon, oh, let's go, Brandon, you betcha, I agree completely. Not knowing what that means, he has no clue what Bidenomics stands for because we coined it as Republicans to say, hey, what a failed economy, what a failed, miserable economic policy. We could have recovered from the COVID pandemic very easily by saying, hey, market, do your thing, baby. As Donald Trump talked about during the immigration policy, we're going to have these big walls with a big, beautiful, wide open door. That's what we need economically. We need big, beautiful doors wide open for the free market, the capitalists, the free market laissez-faire capitalists in this society to just flourish and do their thing. We want you to start your own home business. We want you to go off on your own. We want you to gain that experience. We want to bring the younger crowd in for the entry-level position. We want the local mom-and-pop shop to do well. Not put the hands around them, around their neck with the red tape and regulation and then jack up the prices to where they can barely afford to buy the product, let alone try and get the consumer to actually purchase it as well. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, man. And they're trying to parade it around as a good thing. Blows my mind. I've never seen in my life, I've never seen so much lies and manipulation. The good news, because I'm the eternal optimist, is that we're recognizing it. It's getting exposed, and no longer do we just blindly follow what the media and the this Democrats are telling us. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome back into the program. Kind of nice not having a guest today. We've got so much to cover. Kind of some house cleaning duties today. Trying to pick up some of the issues that we haven't had a chance to talk about. And there are a lot of them. So much that we're still not going to get to all of them throughout the program today. There have been two cases in like two days right now of the announcement of individuals, young individuals, by the way, going to the hospital with blood clots. I don't know what could possibly cause that. Have no idea. The Bidenomics are a complete disaster. 
which, by the way, you can fight back with uh, with our friends over at Americans for Prosperity, americansforprosperity.org, as they are doing a massive nationwide campaign trying to bring the truth about the Bidenomics. You can be part of that as well at americansforprosperity.org. We have the economy that's in turmoil, gas prices that are beyond belief, and then I, I've been saving this all day. I've been saving. I'm excited. I've been ready. We have to do this right out of the gate, baby. Weird news of the day. Yeah. Our favorite segment of the program as there was. Now, again, you can believe this is distraction. You can think that it's not a big deal, that they're just trying to steer us away from like the Hunter Biden issue, which is a coincidence why it's going on at the same time. However... I believe that we can walk and chew gum at the same time and we can handle it all and we can understand Hunter Biden's a corrupt you know what and we can also talk about UFOs and the ET investigations that are going on. I've been telling you this that they are dropping the breadcrumbs little by little by little for us to slowly be conditioned to understand that there is something else going on. It's up to you to believe it, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, is up to you. I don't really care. I am a 110% believer in the uh, existence of the um, something otherworldly in some way, shape, or form, and I have been for a very long time. But I'm just waiting for them to finally come out and admit it. And during a hearing today, as the media and some were saying that this was going to be the biggest uh, blow-off-the-doors hearing regarding this case, um, there were some retired or individuals from the military who had been part of these operations as whistleblowers. Funny how whistleblowers are all coming out now and all against the government. We just wrapped up talking about how the government lies to us uh, with their nice little Bidenomics campaign right now and how great the economy is doing. It's not working anymore, dude. You might want to cover up because your desperation's showing just a little bit. The truth's always coming out and it's starting to. It's unraveling. There are no more secrets in D.C., man. There's no more secrets that they can hide behind economically, politically. All the personal deals that have been made in D.C. for a long time. Nancy Pelosi saw the writings on the wall and boom, she was out. She retired. She's done. She went out of it before it all ends up becoming unraveled. It's finally happening on numerous different cases, including the UFO or what they like to call now is the UAPs going on in D.C. You've stated that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. <laughs> now, again, come on, man. We're here to divulge the information, something I can't talk about. Really? That's what we're here for. That's the whole purpose of this hearing. But there is some good news. I'm not going to leave you hanging like that. It does go on and it gets better. If you believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier, do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Um, were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos... Eyewitness, like how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. Did I just hear that right? Did he just openly admit that? Now, they go on to say that right now, the government, that the whole purpose of this hearing was these whistleblowers claiming that the government has had a quote unquote UFO program uh, for years that they've kept under wraps. They haven't told us about, which again, we already knew that. They also said that with the 
tons of claims of being of citing things as members of the Air Force or other military personnel that have seen things that less than five percent of them actually get investigated with 95 of the 95 percent not even getting investigated we already knew that waiting for you to admit it but did we just hear that right you say that the government is no 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 the big part right here if you believe we have crashed craft uh stated earlier do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft as I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. Non-human biologics. Now, that's the technical term for there were things in there that had biology and they were not human. Did he just admit that technically? Again think that it's a distraction it very well could be but dude it's beginning to unravel the can has been opened and you can't put the toothpaste back into the toothpaste bottle we'll see you on the radio tomorrow this is the voice of reason we'll see you then